1: This is the Mexican Ray Phoenix and you'll listen Boston
0: Wide Open. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode 120, Somewhere Lost in the Hills of Northern California. I am Nick Howell.
1: And wanting to defect to AEW, but I can't even get a ticket to the show, I am Sir (laughs) Ian Dangerous. And welcome, welcome, welcome Uh, to Busted Wide Open, uh, where we will discuss today all of the haps with the graps. As that's going on today, mostly WWE today, Nick, because as you said, you're uh, you're lost in wine country, you poor, poor man, on Booty-hoo. Valentine's Day with, with, with your girl. I know, things must be tough for you out there. Yeah. It's hard out here for a pimp. But, but uh, we're
0: here. We're not missing a day, even though it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you Happy lovely Valentine's couples day. out there. Happy
1: Valentine's Day, sweetie. <laughs> As we spend so much time together, Nick. It's like it's like we're in a relationship. Uh, happy Valentine's Day! I got you, chocolate. We're in
0: a uh, committed. I guess it's not a domestic partnership anymore because I'm on the other side of the country.
1: Um, it's still domestic if you're flying. That's it's not, true. It's not international. That's true.
0: Just That's saying. True.
1: Uh, But yes, we have a lot to talk about today, but not a lot of time to do it because, Nick, you've got to take your woman out to some Valentine's dinner. So we are going to have a slightly abbreviated show today, but we're still going to get to everything that's majorly important in WWE, like the fact that Elimination Chamber is coming up this Sunday. And you and I have got to make our picks for that. Plus, we have to talk about all the things that happened this week on Raw and SmackDown. And there are some things to talk about, some big happenings. The Twitterverse is blowing up with some of the, uh, the booking decisions that have been going on over in WWE this week. But before we get to that, you got to give us some housekeeping there, Mister Nick.
0: As always, we want everybody to come over and join us in the Busted Wide Open discussion group on Facebook. It is the hub of our operation where everything goes down. You do not want to miss it. Come hang out with us. Send us a re- join request, and we will get you in. Be aware, we do have another live chat scheduled for the Elimination Chamber pay per view this weekend. Weekend starting off with the kickoff show, I believe, at five p.m. Eastern. Uh, which would be too Pacific. So be sure and be in the Busted Wide Open discussion group so that you can join us for that live chat with many, many other of the Busted Wide Open podcast fans. We're also on Twitter at BWO Podcast, YouTube at YouTube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open. And if you love this show and want to support us, thank you to all of our patrons. And if you want to get in all on that, you can head over to Patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of our awesome reward tiers to get in and ask listener questions every single week or get bonus episodes once a month at our $10 tier but in I have to say it was a crazy Wait, 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 wait. Cra- wait, wait you can't wait, wait. get out
1: of it. You can't get out of it that easily, Nick. Don't forget everybody, we are in the middle of a patron drive right now, so if you want to head over to Patreon.com forward slash BWO and sign up for one of our lovely tiers, you will be helping in our patron drive. We are trying to get to 20 patrons. 20 patrons to start with, because if we get to 20 patrons, it means that Nick has to put up a Nia Jack shrine in his house, which you'll be able to see as soon as we go live again, which should be very shortly. Ugh. We've also got some other tiers in our patron drive. The higher The more patrons we get, the more Nia Jax and Nick's life. So help us out. Help us with our Nia Jax and Nick Patreon drive. Thank you very much, everybody. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. You you guys are going to have
0: to prove me wrong.
1: I saw the listener questions. We've got new people. I love it. Thank you to all of our new listeners and all of our new new, uh, patrons, by the way. Thank you guys very much. Looking forward to getting to your questions later on in the show. But first, before we get to that, we're going to get the show started. We need to start with our big news.
0: Well, we tried to get some of those, uh, them th- some, some more of them, their AEW tickets this week, and that didn't work out so well. It did because not work out so well. Double or nothing, their first pay-per-view in Las Vegas this May sold out in four minutes.
1: Quote, unquote, four minutes. Let me, let me break this down. So first of all, your boy, Mr. Dangerous, was in the pre-sale line as well. Um, not gonna lie, I kind of bungled that one. I didn't realize they were gonna open the waiting room half an hour before the tickets went on sale. So I got in about ten minutes before the tickets went on sale, and of course, by the time my my turn came up because it's it's on AXS, so it they put you in in groups. By the time I got in, there was nothing. It was it was a wasteland. You, I couldn't find anything with two tickets together. Um, and then I tried to get into the general sale, and that's the one that they're saying sold out in four minutes because I was there the second that waiting room opened, and uh, I got in at 9.04, and there was zero, zero tickets to be had. So personally, I suspect a little bit of shenanigans here. I think sold. they sold everything out in the pre-sale, plus they've got to give some stuff to the the scalper websites and to the Las Vegas comps and a bunch of other stuff. So I suspect there's a little bit of skullduggery but at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, let's let's call it what it is—an enormous, enormous success for AEW, Cody, and the Bucks. This is an, a huge thing for them and for independent wrestling. It's a big middle finger to WWE, and it's also that much more hype for AEW and that much more they have to live up to. So it's yeah. a lot of things really to look at here. Uh, but it's no matter how you parse it, it's a big deal and it's pretty awesome. And, and we and still
0: have a couple of venues I'm going to try. I'm going to yeah. try and work in uh, getting in as press for the podcast. Uh, see if we can't still make the show in some capacity or another. We'll get in contact with Brandy Rhodes or some of the other folks that are running things behind the scenes at AEW. See what we can do to get in there because we definitely want to be a part of this journey with, with Cody and the Bucks and everybody well, there's else. There's also
1: StarCast and everything else. So if nothing oh, yeah. else, we'll, we'll try to be there for StarCast. But I still have some more avenues myself, some more... Uh, 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 what is it, back alley avenues? I'm going to try. Mm, if I can't get it, if I can't get it the legal way other ways I can do it. So yes. yeah, so don't, don't count out your boys yet, but uh, we'll still try to be there for double or nothing in, uh, in Vegas on May 25th. Uh, so that's a big deal for AEW. We have a lot more to talk about that, but again, it's a, it's an abbreviated show. So we've got to keep moving and talk about something else on a sad note. Uh, we do have to uh, wish a big old rest in peace. RIP to Pedro. Morales, mm-hmm. one of the greatest Latino uh, pro wrestlers of all time, one yes. of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time in the WWWF, still holds the, the record for longest combined reigns, uh, which The Miz is quickly coming up on. But Yeah, he uh, was the
0: one we would compare when The Miz was intercontinental championship for that long run. We, he was the one that we were always looking at as the uh, the standard bearer of sorts. The, to chase the record when, yeah. when he was going through all that last year,
1: I wonder. I've actually got two thoughts of it now because people were talking about the Miz breaking the intercontinental record sometime this year. You know, whenever they next let him have the IC belt, uh, it's pro- he's not far from it. It wouldn't take a lot for him to break the record. I wonder if they're going to push that back now to not be disrespectful to Pedro Morales, or if they think by Miz tying or surpassing his record, it would bring more attention to him. Because definitely, a guy worth paying attention to he was he was one of the biggest stars of the day you know at the time of like bruno san martino and, and bruno san martino excuse me um and he was at, it's, it's hard to comprehend these days how rabid his fans were for him yeah. back in back in the 70s i still remember the story about uh one of his fans stabbing blackjack mulligan in the leg with a with a knife dipped in pig fat because he was just he hated blackjack mulligan so much because he was trying to face off against Pedro Morales and Pedro was such a good upstanding guy. So, it was his his fans were absolutely insane for him. And some of the stuff we talk about this week with people getting really mad at booking decisions, it's a long history of people getting yeah. worked up. <laughs> least We're no one, wrestling going all least, the way back least, to the 70s. Yeah, no kidding. At least no one's stabbing anyone in the leg with a knife these days. Right. Good Lord. But, yes, Pedro Morales, uh, supposedly just an absolutely amazing guy uh, and lived a very long life. So, you know, rest in peace, Pedro, and thank you for everything. Thank you for all your contributions to this sport. Absolutely. Uh, next up in the big news, we've got to talk. I just throw this in here because we're not going to have a, a New Japan segment this week, and I have to throw it in there because I'm losing my mind. But this week at New Beginning, Jay White beat Tanahashi in New Japan. What is what?
0: That was early. I, I, I called it. I called it too early. I called it back at the G1 and thought we were going to get Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom to win the championship, but nope. So I'm I'm proud of this one, frankly. This is
1: this is insane. This is like It is. It's totally insane for the rest. This is absolutely nuts. This is like um I I I was trying to think of like a a parallel for people in WWE to understand how, how nuts this is, but this is kind of like um I and it's not even apples to apples, but it's kind of like Paul Bearer leaves Undertaker and joins up with like, I don't know, uh Adam Cole and like and adam cole comes to the main roster and within a year uh like like undertaker's but uh like what he gets he, he's, he beats undertaker for the championship after undertaker's a whole year of coming back and being incredible and everyone being like wow undertaker still got it and then paul bearer turns on undertaker joins adam cole and adam cole defeats undertaker out of nowhere it's it's like that where it's just what the actual hell just happened it's madness it's <laughs> it's even crazier than that That's, that doesn't even do it justice
0: the only sense I can make of it is I mean, he pretty much last year was anointed to be like the next Gaijin. He was yep. he's gonna be the replacement for Kenny mm-hmm. in New Japan. And it makes all kinds of sense with AEW going on. They need to put their stamp on yep. the new guy. And so Kenny has, I, a, I, I Kenny has a contract.
1: Kenny has a contract with AEW that allows him to still work for New Japan, but they want their boy. They want yes. their dude. And that's Jay White, apparently. Good lord. That's our that's that's big news to me because that's that's insane jay white <laughs> is your iwgp heavyweight champion what? Every, everybody is breathing with the switchblade freaking oh insane boy. and he beat tanahashi like that's the crazy. tanahashi just beat everybody like oh my god nuts uh finally the big news this just broke today apparently uh, jimmy uso was arrested for obstruction and disorderly conduct after a car that naomi was driving the wrong way on the street was pulled over by the cops. Uh, The cops said they smelled booze in the car. They were talking to Naomi, and Jimmy got out of the car. They told him to get back in the car. He refused to, took off his shirt, and the cops uh, threatened to tase him. Then he calmed down, and they arrested him. Um, I I have to
0: ask one thing. What compels you on on a DUI stop to get out of the passenger side of the car and take your shirt off? I, I don't see... Nick, that happening without provocation
1: Nick booze booze is just, what provokes you and and not thinking clearly uh, I don't know we, so I, I, I jest of course we weren't there we have no idea if these cops were being a-holes or if Jimmy was just lit up and they said something weird to his wife and he got weird about it or if he just is believing too much in his gimmick and he really does want to go to the Uso penitentiary I don't know <laughs> all I know all I know is the facts, and the facts are he took off his shirt, and he went to, he went to jail. So um, the WWE released a statement saying he's responsible for his own actions. That's pretty much all they said. That's also the same thing they said about this time last year. Actually, 13 months ago, his brother Jay got a DWI. Uh, so, and Nothing seemed to come of that. They won the tag championship shortly afterwards. So do you think this is going to affect anything Sunday, or is this just another, well, oh, well.
0: I mean, it, it. No, do I think it'll affect anything? No, uh, I think they'll probably go forward. If there were any plans to put the belts on the Usos, that might have got backburnered a little bit, if anything. But we said I, that last year with Jay getting pulled over, and
1: didn't seem to stop a thing. So
0: I digress. I you know, know
1: what I mean? Like I don't know. We'll we will we'll see if they don't pick up the championships on Sunday. Everyone's going to be saying it's because of the arrest. It's because of the. Ar-. We'll never know. We'll never know. All we know is that, uh, yeah, Jimmy went to jail.
0: Well, guys, that was it for the big news. Let's head over and get started talking about Monday Night Raw. All right, Nick, I'm very excited
1: to get into this because this has been, as we said earlier in the show, the talk of the Twitterverse all week long. Let's start at the top here and explain what happened. So first of all, Uh, Becky got, quote, invited back to Monday Night Raw. Becky Lynch invited back to Monday Night Raw by the McMahons, by Stephanie and Triple H. Um, She gets in the ring with them, and they essentially say, hey, Becky, we're really sorry for treating you like crap last week. Um, You're off suspension as long as you give us an apology for hitting us both. Long story short. Yeah. Uh, And so the entire show long, Becky is given the ultimatum of you've got to apologize to Triple H and Stephanie if you want to stay in WrestleMania. If you don't apologize, because of course Becky immediately was just like you could you can kiss my ass. If you think I'm apologizing to you? Right? Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm redheaded Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't apologize to any jackass. Right. Uh, but uh, so all show long she was agonizing over it. We had a couple of segments backstage where people would give her advice, uh, the pro or con. You know, Ronda came up to her and said, if you if you don't apologize you're a coward because you're running away from me. And then um, you had Alexa Bliss saying, you shouldn't apologize, stand up for yourself. And Becky realizing that's Alexa trying to get her to not be in the WrestleMania main event, so Alexa can sneak her way in there. Right. Um, And the third segment, which I was kind of sad, was not on Hulu for you this week, Nick, uh, which was a segment where Finn Balor comes up to her and says, you know, I've had my issues with pride in the past, uh, and maybe just really think about what's important to you. And I, I really, that was the segment that really touched me the most because, and they didn't even really mention it, Finn Balor is her original trainer. That's about as like far back as you go in Becky's timeline. So her being a 13-year-old girl and training under Finn Balor in Ireland. I mean, he is the definition of her mentor. Um, and even her throwaway line at the end of it as he walks away and she's sitting there thinking, and as he's walking away, she kind of goes, your abs are still great, by the way. It was all... <laughs> Like, it, it was such a, a really... That was the most honest moment of this entire show was between the two of them. And it's it's worth going and checking out on YouTube if you weren't able to catch it on the show.
0: I had no idea it even existed.
1: Oh, well, now you do because I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, go check it out. It's really great. um And so we get to the end of the show and Becky comes out to Triple H and Stephanie. Now, what was interesting was to me, Nick, and, and maybe this was different to you, was that I felt like at the opening segment, Triple H was being a little bit face. Like, he was trying to keep... Becky and Stephanie separated, and he was saying, "Look, you know, I'm trying to teach you some humility here, Becky. I'm genuinely doing this for your, for your, like, for your benefit." And he didn't come across as like the conniving, sneaky, the game that we're used to. I don't know. Did you feel like he was? He's had any kind of malice to him? It, did it, did it seem like we might be shifting Triple H's character in a new direction, like Papa Triple H, NXT Papa Triple
0: H? Maybe, maybe. I, c- I could certainly see that. I just don't know how the dynamic would work with him and Stephanie. Would, you know, Do they become a storyline uh, between the two of them and somehow Becky's orbiting around them?
1: I mean, the dynamic they had this week was pretty good where Triple H will still do what's best for business. And Stephanie's just, you know, a gimmick machine. She's throwing out branding all over the place. Right. And Triple H kind of, you know, he rolls his eyes at it, but he he loves her still. And it's, oh, that's just my wife. You know, she's, yeah, she's crazy. Oh, shucks. She's yeah, crazy. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, I could see that. But yeah, he, w- he was going back and forth here because a little bit. Once uh, she says, I'm not going to apologize to you, he went right back to tri- to old, you know, Healy Triple H and, you little know, bit. Authority Triple H a little bit. A so little, little bit, but not like... I, I couldn't yeah. get a handle on what, what he was actually, what they're actually trying to do here. And then they just completely blew my mind at the end of the show. Well, now, here's I the thing. Yeah. And, and none of it even mattered anymore.
1: <laughs> well, this is the thing. So all of that aside, we get to the end of the show. And Becky comes out after agonizing over this the entire show, and she just gives this really quick. All right, fine, I'm sorry. And they go, cool, you get the match. She goes, that's it. Yep, you get the match. She goes, great. Screw you guys. Let me run my let me run my mouth off on you guys a, couple, a little bit more. Uh, and the, the fans were all very disappointed. You know, Triple H had told the, Becky to shut out the fans. Don't listen to them. Just give me an apology, and she did. They had Becky Lynch apologize. Yep, to Triple H and Stephanie. And as she's granted the match, she starts cutting a promo on Ronda Rousey in the ring. Out comes Ronda Rousey. They're about to square off and face off on each other. When all of a sudden, Vince McMahon's music hits. No chance. That's what you got. And out he struts to bumble through a promo where essentially he tells Becky Lynch, you're not the man. I'm the man. You have no respect for WWE. And I've got to make tough decisions. So my tough decision is I'm suspending you for 60 days. I'm going over the head of my son-in-law and my daughter. I'm suspending you for 60 days, which, by the way, according to my watch, will end five days after WrestleMania. So screw your match at WrestleMania. Since there's no one in the match at WrestleMania, we're going to have this young lady have a match against Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. And out comes Charlotte Flair. Oh, what? And then Raw goes off the air.
0: As I as lost as, he, as Vince my raises my
1: as Vince raises Charlotte's hand and says to Rhonda, "Hey Rhonda, get used to this because at the end of WrestleMania, that's what you'll be seeing. That's how Raw goes off the air."
0: I honestly don't even know what to think. I, I, I'm still digesting because <laughs> I just watched it last <laughs> night uh, because I've been on a work trip and have been playing catch up all week. But yes, it's I, I'm still reeling over. The implications of what just happened on Monday Night Raw.
1: Okay, well, like like the uh, the New Age Outlaws, let's break it down. Why storytelling issues? Why would we have Becky? Why? Why? What was the logic behind having Becky Lynch apologize? Apologize? Something the man, the character of the man, doesn't seem like she would do, and uh, definitely the audience certainly didn't want her to. Why have her do that? If she's going to be suspended, quote, suspended and supplanted anyway, if they're going to have Charlotte come in on that event anyway, is it just to get more sympathy like she humiliated herself for this? She wants this so bad she'll humiliate herself and, and sell out her own, uh, you know, morals to get this match and then get screwed anyway. Is was that the logic? Do you think?
0: I guess, but it still doesn't make any sense. I, I think if she had gone just, you know, straight up, screw you, you're not getting an apology, and Vince had come out at the end and said, Well, you're not gonna give an apology, you got a bad attitude, well, you're suspended then. I think that would have actually worked. But this makes no sense having her having it both ways. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's got me so confused.
1: I think it's called overbooking is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I they they could have made this so much more simple. And it would have resonated more as opposed to this was a little bit uh, a little bit convoluted, yeah. I think, and it made people feel a lot of strange emotions. And there are some people out there who are losing. Let's be clear, losing their minds over this right now. Like they're, I, I have seen some stuff online that is beyond the pale.
0: Hashtag uh, get
1: worked. Oh <laughs> man, people are getting worked by this. Um, by the way, if you listen to Busted Wide Open, you know that we told you it was going to be a triple threat at WrestleMania way back last year.
0: Well, you did.
1: I did, and I am on the show, and therefore, we told you. Well, uh, don't say you, we, because <laughs> I had <laughs> completely
0: different plans for, yeah, for well, WrestleMania. I was
1: tr- I was trying to cover your ass, but okay, yeah, fine. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, the I don't know if this was the most elegant way to get there. That's kind of what I'm saying. It's like I, I thought they were going to go there. I, I I frankly think it's a good idea because having Charlotte in this match is going to drain a lot of the heat off of Ronda Rousey. And one of the things we said last week was Ronda is going to get booed if it's just her opposite Becky. I don't know if they want Ronda getting that kind of heat because people love Becky so much that if someone screws with Becky, they go, they go nuts. If you don't believe me, go look at Twitter over the last 48 to whatever it is, 72 hours to... to to see how much people are going nuts over Charlotte getting inserted into this match. Now, obviously, we all know they're not going to keep Becky out of WrestleMania. This will come back around and probably be a triple threat. Maybe they'll get back to just Becky versus Ronda. They're testing the waters. The bottom line is is that the fact that Charlotte got inserted into this in this way made people lose their minds.
0: I think a lot of this has to do with reactive hot-shotting backstage once they heard Ronda Rousey get booed mm-hmm. the way that she has been over the last few weeks,
1: we need a boo magnet to to take some of that heat off of her.
0: Exactly, and and I'm I, I think be- I agree with you. I think Becky's still going to be involved, and they may even continue to hot shot it where it just goes back to Becky and Ronda. Sure. By the time we get to Mania, but they've got to take that heat off of Rousey.
1: Absolutely, that's that's I think that is the primary reason why Charlotte is has been brought in in this way. Um and and for this match is because they don't want Ronda getting booed out of the building uh, the way that they, she has been because as I said people are going to boo anybody opposite Becky and yeah. right now the way that they had the dynamic right now it's not Ronda versus Becky Ronda is just a very dangerous woman who happens to be in this and the, ch- and the person who's holding the belt now Charlotte is the one that's getting all of the ire and good God is she getting the ire people are going nuts on her online like like Roman used to get this kind of hate, and he actually's gotten less of this kind of hate <laughs> recently. <laughs> like people are hot. That's but you know here's the thing: it's good for business. Mm-hmm. Say that I'm gonna say that. Stepping back from all this, do uh, what do you think? Do you think it was the right decision to have Charlotte be a part of this match, or do you think it should have stayed Becky and Ronda until WrestleMania?
0: I think the problem is, is you're, you somewhat eliminate the middle class. Uh, that's kind of the analogy I want to do. it. You've got the very top of the card that's very active, and you don't have much else going on across the card. So I think that where I got excited about Charlotte and Asuka was you, that you're, you're, you're still going to have another women's championship match go on that's going to be as good as that main event caliber match between Becky and Ronda. Now that you're involving Charlotte, you're taking away some of that clout from the other areas of your card. And that's that's the one mistake I think that's here. I understand why they want to include Charlotte in that thing that's going on up there because it is the most talked about thing in professional wrestling right now other than maybe J.Y. actually being the IWGP heavyweight champion. But I digress. What the hell is
1: going on?
0: Just, just Jesus Christ, oh, Jay White's the champion. <laughs> uh, but but to finish off my thought here, I uh, think this is, I think they've tried a few things. I think they've tried re-involving the McMahons on TV that hasn't really worked out so well. The only, they tried thing, they bringing, they, the
1: only they, thing they changed, the only thing they changed about the new era after they promised they change stuff.
0: They, they were the ones that orchestrated Jay White oh. becoming the IWGP. And never mind, I tons the, of pitches. Um, so they tried the McMahons. it didn't work. They tried bringing back Cena for a week or two, didn't work. Uh, it, it's just now it's been Becky all since Survivor Series, basically, if not longer, and now they've they've got to keep their, I guess, second highest paid female on the roster involved in all of this in this top feud. Well, so, and I,
1: yeah, and that's kind of, that was kind of my theory behind the, it, having it be a triple threat in the first place is looking at the dynamics of all this since last summer when the Becky thing really just did start, you know, t- snowballing and taking off and then how everything went down at Survivor Series with Charlotte turning definitively heel and beating yeah. the crap out of Ronda. And I don't think that that wasn't showing their hand. I think that business between Charlotte and Ronda there absolutely set up having Charlotte be involved with Ronda at WrestleMania, which is why I was calling for the triple threat this entire time. Um, and the thing well,
0: is, I, cer- I, I certainly didn't see it going down this way.
1: No, I didn't see it going down this way either. Where you've got Vince McMahon backing Charlotte, wh- uh, which I—that's the part I don't like. I don't. This like-
0: feels like corporate rock. Well, uh, with but- with Austin driving the beer truck down the ramp, and I'm waiting for Becky to have a moment like that. Now that we're we've gotten to this point, there needs to be some kind of definitive anti-establishment movement thing that that Becky does that's similar to that. Um, to have once the McMahon's and 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 Charlotte are standing in the ring, Becky.
1: Uh, sorry, Mr. McMahon in the in the '90s was a completely different character and performer than Mr. McMahon now. Sure, Mr. McMahon, Mr. McMahon now bumbles his lines, uh, is compl- like way too caught up in his own gimmickry, and is still trying to direct the show from the stage while in the middle of a segment and has no idea how to build big moments. Uh, if you look at any of the times he's come out and made presentations in the last, like the last few times he's come out since, since you know, the last say three months, three or four months, it, his timing, his build, his sense of drama is all off. It's all skewed. It's not, it doesn't communicate well. And this was another example where I felt like this could have been a bigger moment and Vince kind of screwed it up. And, yeah. you know, again,
0: but I think it's still salvageable. But it has to be oh, something com- where Becky is is going anti corporate. Yeah.
1: I, well yeah, and but that's that seems to be what they're what they're gunning for now is anti corporate Becky. She's humiliated herself to the authority, uh, and now we'll we'll have the reaction to that. Uh an equal and opposite My, reaction. Yeah. If if she if she beats up Mr. McMahon within the next couple of weeks, I won't be surprised. If no, she, this if Mr. this, this Mr. is the McMahon, thing
0: that they need to take the leash off of her. This yeah. needs to be the thing that lights the fuse to the powder keg.
1: Yep. She's going to come out with a, with a truck full of Jameson Irish whiskey. Yes. Spray down, spray down the, the ring. Um, no, but getting one of your other points is, yes, they, you're talking about Charlotte versus Oscar. My whole thing about that was it doesn't make sense. They did that program last year. Why do it again? It would be in the shadow of Rhonda and Becky. It just would it's going to be in the shadow regardless. If you give Asuka a whole new, fresh opponent, it actually might be able to step out from under the shadow of that because it's something new and fresh. So that's, that's my counterpoint. Well, counter they better point.
0: hurry up and get started. <laughs>
1: well, no kidding. Uh, speaking of getting started, we got started on the women's elimination chamber because we had a match to determine the number one entrant who would enter the chamber first and not be in one of the pods. Uh, I figured this was going to be Tamina and Nia because I have no idea how the two of them are going to fit in a pod together. But no... Oh, come on. It was Tamina, Naya, Sasha Bailey, and uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. By the way, that joke is from Twitter, and Naya Jax made it, okay? So leave me alone. Oh, okay. Um, so the three teams faced off. At some point, Sasha got put into the barricade by uh, Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan and was taken to the back injured, and so Bailey was left to fend everybody off alone, heroically, for the rest of the match. She finally succumbed, and uh, looks like Sasha and Bailey will be coming out first for Raw at the Elimination Chamber match.
0: Make it that much bigger of a deal when they win the championships. That's the
1: only thing I can think here, too. Uh, yep. or, they ha- or now they have a way out if they don't win. And sure. I, 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 got, I might swerve you on my picks on this one, by the way. Uh-oh. When we get to our pick later on, I'm just saying. Uh, so, yeah, that's the only thing I can think. That's one of the two reasons why they would do this. Either they need to give them an underdog story where they're fighting from underneath the entire time, or... And Sasha is legit injured, by the way. Um, she's, she's cleared for Elimination Chamber, but she's apparently legit injured. Okay. Uh, it's either that or this is going to be something where we have now an excuse, because we've seen how, Charlotte is, or how Sasha is injured. We have an excuse for them to lose the Elimination Chamber when everyone expects them to win. Right. So, do you yeah. think, was there anything else here or was that it?
0: Nah, that was it. That was it.
1: Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The uh, only thing really to talk about is actually Sasha getting injured there. Bailey doing the heroic white meat baby face, you know, underdog story. And that was kind of it.
1: Yeah, that was kind of it. Um, so the next up we have, we had a big, like the second half of or the second hour of Raw, excuse me, was pretty much all this growing ongoing match where it started off with uh, Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre and then Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush were ringside, and they interfered in the match. And uh, then as Finn was getting stomped down, you had uh, Kurt Angle come out to help him out. Corbin came in to stomp everybody down, and then Strowman comes out. So all six guys out there, great, we get a three-on-three match. Okay, so Finn Balor, Kurt Angle, and Braun Strowman against Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush. Because we haven't haven't seen this before. Um no, but that being said, I mean this. It I'll be honest, it felt a little bit house showy. Yeah, felt a little bit like a house show. Uh, with the faces going over and lots of like, Braun had like a huge fire up moment where he just ran around and destroyed everybody and looked really good and got the crowd really hyped. To be fair, um, but what was so was this a good way to use everybody before Elimination Chamber? Like we we've got Finn versus Bobby Lashley for the inner excuse me Finn versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match. For the Intercontinental Belt, um, and then we've also got Corbin versus Strowman in a No DQ match. Nothing going on with McIntyre, nothing going on with uh, with Kurt Angle that we know of.
0: Maybe pre-show, maybe pre-show. Uh,
1: nothing's been announced. Yeah, but I mean, what was that? Just all this was was just we got nothing for you guys. We got no more story to tell. Let's just throw all you guys in a ring together and get some you know physicality, and that's it. Well, if we stick Wait, so now- to your
0: rules, Finn, got, Finn went over and got the pin, so he's not going to win the Intercontinental title on Sunday, uh, even though I kind of think he is. But I, I, just, I don't know where this Corbin and Strowman thing continues to evolve or where it's going. Um, I don't know what – I'd really like to know who the hell Strowman pissed off backstage or if they just gave up on him. So I I don't know what all of this is is going on. And the fact that McIntyre isn't really getting a push anymore. He felt like he was getting pushed to the moon. yeah. And now he doesn't even have a match at the pay-per-view.
1: There's a lot of limbo going on here. But this is also, here's the thing, these six guys, well, minus angle, but these, the five guys, five out of the six guys, that's your upper mid card. And I mean, it's pretty much, they've been juggling around who is just right under the universal title picture and who's in the intercontinental pictures, who's having the top of the show matches and feuds and whatnot. So unfortunately right now it seems like some of the guys are in limbo and it makes me scared for people come like, like Kevin Owens coming back makes me kind of scared for him because there's just a lot of just stuff that's just percolating here. That's not really going anywhere. Yeah, true. Good point. uh, We had Seth Rollins come out and cut a very nice babyface promo about how he's legit hurt from getting F5 by Brock Lesnar six times. Um, but talk about how he's not going to give up anything. He's going to go to WrestleMania, and as long as he can walk, he's gonna he's gonna stomp. And out comes Paul Heyman to give the old Paul Heyman speech about how you can't beat Brock Lesnar. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. There did, was there anything here that you liked, or was this just a little bit? kind of we've heard it before, we've seen it before.
0: Yeah, a little bit recycled. Um, not really anything that made me upset. I love Seth on the mic. I love Paul Heyman on the mic. So I, I'm not upset at any of this, really. But it, it's it's standard fare for for what we're used to seeing at this point. Um, are, I, I don't know that we're going to see anything out of these guys at Elimination Chamber, I think everybody is just being protected right now, uh, especially the main event matches that are going to come in the next you know couple of months at Mania. So I, I don't, I think it's good to keep them out. I, I I still go back and say it's kind of a good thing to keep Becky out of the middle of stuff um, and out of competition, out of the ring for, so to speak, just to protect these matches because these are your your Becky and Ronda and your Seth and Brock stand to be the biggest draws uh, for WrestleMania this year. And if any of those folks got hurt, it'd be a big deal. Well,
1: and let's be clear. Seth Rollins is legit hurt right now. Yeah. Um, He is. He's his back is messed up and WWE is doing the right thing and giving him time off to recover. They're giving him a few weeks off to recover. So expect to see some more promos from Seth and not a whole lot of in ring action, which is smart. He's your. If you're not your number one guy, then real awful close. Keep that. I mean, he can, he, he's a machine. Keep him healthy. Let him be healthy. Um, conversely, like just to, by the way, give my opinion on the segment. I liked this a lot. Mm-hmm. There was a lot, as you said, that was recycled. I think Paul was definitely going back to the well on some of his stuff, but Rollins was not. The writing was really strong here. Some of the lines that he came out with and his delivery of these lines uh, where he was saying he was going to sell his own soul if it, and, and sell my soul to the devil and burn in hell, I think it was, if it meant stopping Lesnar um, from being the champion. if Is that
0: foreshadowing that he's going to go dirty in order to beat Barack? I don't
1: know. I also like the fact that Paul, Paul Heyman said, you know what, Seth? It sounds like you're on a suicide. something we call that. It's called a suicide mission. I liked them framing it like that. Like, that's kind of cool. Seth's on a suicide mission and WrestleMania, like, he's going to go and just throw everything that he is against Brock Lesnar, even if it means he's going to leave in worse shape than Roman Reigns did last year. Oof. I like that. I like the way that they presented that.
0: Yeah, You know too. what I mean?
1: Like, and and Seth does have that very genuine feel to him when he says that, like, just classic, like, he's such a goddamn baby face when he does it. And it's great. Like, you just, you feel it where he's like, this is my dream. This is all I've ever wanted. And he, is, he feels so genuine when he does that.
0: Yeah. So no, I, I loved every bit of this.
1: Yeah. And I like the fact that Paul Heyman did his typical, that's not a prediction, it's a spoiler line. Only this time, usually he'll say Brock Lesnar's going to win. That's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. This time he said, Seth, if you go to WrestleMania with that attitude, Brock will beat you. That's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Giving himself an out if Seth does win. Yep. Because he, he's smart. He knows not to use that line. Unless, you know, he knows, like, to make it have some meaning, it's got to be true.
0: Yeah. And then Seth throws it right back at him um, with his um, retort of that's not, a, that's not a threat, that's a spoiler. Yeah. So, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Really good stuff. Really good, good stuff. ping-ponging it's, back it's, and forth. Good, it, yeah.
1: On the surface, felt like it was recycled. But when you felt it, like you sat in it and felt it more, you're like, that was actually pretty damn good. Uh, what was weird was Ambrose came out right at the end of this, got in Seth's face and said, I just got one thing to say to you, slay the beast. And then just walked off to the side of the ring because he had a match with EC three, which he won. Which is which is which is weird. We'll get to that in a second. Apparently Dean went off script here. He was supposed to have like a whole speech and he just was like, nah. I'm just gonna say this. I'm just gonna do my own thing. Cause Dean D G A F. It's what he is. Is D D G A F is what he is right now. <laughs> Dean don't give a anymore. And, uh, I I, and I love
0: it. And I I loved it. it. Uh, where's this guy been the whole time? Um, <laughs> worried he, about He doesn't stuff. need to be defined as a heel or a face. He could just be yep. the, the lunatic fringe who on any given night could be one or the other. And yeah. I, I wish that dynamic had been there for the past 90 Same. days because um, that's kind of ah, what we've been wanting this it, whole it time. Is.
1: We wanted him to wake up and look upon the field wherein he grew his fucks and see that it is barren, and he finally did, and it's great, but now he's leaving, so we'll see what they do with him. That being said, like we said, he did beat EC3 this, this week. I don't know what they're doing with EC3 here where they put him in a match against Dean Ambrose. The matches aren't that exciting. I uh, I don't know if this is a test of EC3. Hey, can you get over without using your number one asset, which is the, your mic skills, and just go out and, and do an, an exciting match? If that's the case, like, it's just, it's weird. Why would you want to throw away money like this? I'm obviously, I've watched WWE for decades. I know it's a rhetorical question, okay? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know. They do this. They make people jump through hoops, and if they fail, they fail, and they don't care because they're just throwing money away. Yeah. But I just don't understand. I, I still, to this day, don't understand the idea of trying to make someone get over without helping make them as over as possible using the skills that they have
0: and it was a somewhat it wasn't even that it was like a five-minute match 10-minute match maybe it wasn't even anything that you know would make either of them look that
1: good and dean won on a roll-up the same way ec3 won last week like i don't understand the logic here i don't even know if there is any logic and i I don't know what this means for dean it all means for ec3 it's just
0: bizarre. There another one, I think, might have a, a pre-show rubber match uh, at Elimination Chamber that last minute gets booked this weekend, but eh. somehow I don't see them giving Dean that pay-per-view money. Anymore. Yeah, that's true. I just don't that's see true.
1: That. Uh, that being said, people who gave us their pa- uh, uh, honestly, this was pay-per-view quality. They should have been paid the pay-per-view money. It was the tag match, the final tag match between the Revival and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable Revival, of course, having the number one contendership that they picked up last week. And this week they had their title match. Nice, long three-segment match. Uh, if it wasn't for Ricochet and Adam Cole down on NXT this week, I'd say this was my match of the week because it was it was fantastic. And, yeah, it, it was. and it took it took a completely dead audience, an audience that had been run down by months and months of an awful tag division and months and months of not giving a crap about Rudin and Gable and having no reason to care about anybody in this ring. And it took them from that to this is awesome and being on their feet. That's... That's what the revival can do. And Root and Gable, let's give credit where credits due.
0: Yeah, they were fantastic. I, I've I've personally been down on them since they became champions, and just just the whole idea of pairing two singles guys together is just kind of just sticks in my craw a little bit, even though it's sure. done all the time. Um, and 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 when you're putting them as champs against a, like legit tag teams like the revival, and just but I think this was this was good for the revival and good for the fans that maybe didn't know of the revival to see their just kind of stubborn... You know, whatever it takes push over the past couple of yeah, pure tag team wrestling. Get over the hill and take that hill. Yeah. And now we're gonna go into hopefully Mania with the revival defending. And I think I even said that that somehow, you know, a month or two ago, somehow we were gonna end up with the revival defending the raw tag team champions at Mania. And I'm I'm glad to see it's looking like that's gonna happen. Absolutely. I
1: hope I frankly hope it's against AOP.
0: And we, oh. have, and we,
1: yeah, you heard me. Oh. And we, and we have. Oh, I nice, just got
0: DIY AOP flashbacks. Oh. And, they're,
1: and they're given fifteen to twenty minutes to work. And we have oh. a flashback of those matches back down at NXT. Oh. I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it won't work on the main roster, but that would be really cool. Um, but yes, congratulations to revival. Do we think this is a? I mean, this is is this proof of that three month thing? Like, hey guys, stick it out for three months. We'll make it worth your while.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Um, <laughs> if, if if that didn't actually happen, then someone's a Someone's a very good predictor of things because they, they, they deserved this for sure um, and have for a while. So, and they're already actually agitating to have the tag team title belts go back to the old like 1970s style with all the flags on the straps. Yeah, I, I, I like that way better than the Toys R Us uh, belts they have right now for the tag divisions. <laughs> so uh, a couple more things on Raw. We got to move on to SmackDown. Uh, Elias beat beat up the entire lucha house party they had like a little music off segment and he beat them up i guess elias went from feuding with road dog and jesse james and the ba- and uh the badass jeff jarrett to uh the lucha house party so great way to way to give him a nice memorable feud there jeff wah, wah. we also had a match between ruby riot and nikki cross ruby basically just looking really good trying to make her look strong before she goes up against ronda on sunday good job guys um
0: Throwback to two years ago, pre-Asuka with these two going at each other on NXT. Just the matches that they would have were just awesome. And this match and was I'm great. This pissed was a, that this was not on the Hulu edition. That's on YouTube. Go watch it. But I'm going to go is, find it.
1: It's it's a good match. It's a good solid. It's not long. But, you know, here's the problem is you're trying to make Ruby look good for Ronda. Give her someone maybe that the audience knows better. So it's more impressive. No one knows Nikki Cross yet. We don't know to be impressed by this. So it, I, I didn't understand the logic here. Sure. Uh, finally, we had a little bit where Kevin Owens, speaking of which, uh, mentioned him earlier, he was in a bowling alley and he was talking about how he's going to come back and everyone needs him. He doesn't know what brand he's going to go to, but uh, he's looking forward to getting back and showing everyone how things are done. And then he goes and bowls a gutter ball. I was not sure what the intention of this was, if this is to show that he's a face now because he's a kind of a family guy and he's having a good time. He seems like happy-go-lucky, fun-loving Kevin Owens. (laughs) I wasn't or I don't know if you want me if you want me to be scared of him when he comes back. This was not the way.
0: No, it was not at all. I wanted to have a beer with him. (laughs) I I wanted to go bowling with him and teach him how to not throw a gutter ball, actually.
1: (laughs) I wanted to go play bowling with him so I could win. Right, exactly.
0: Well, hey, guys, that's it for Monday Night Raw, but we're not done. Before we get to our Elimination Chamber picks, we've got to go talk about SmackDown Live.
1: Well, the whole Becky and Charlotte saga was not over yet because at the top of this show, they showed us the end of Raw, the whole end of Raw, including Charlotte coming out and the audience booing and going nuts. And out comes, as soon as I mean, at simultaneously as the music was playing on the Tron, Charlotte comes out here on SmackDown Lives and cuts the most audience trolling promo I can remember in modern WWE. She went. Right at this crowd and not in the normal like cheap pop sense of like, you guys stink or I'm worried about catching your germs, Dean Ambrose. She went after their souls. This was amazing. I, I mean, for anybody who says that Charlotte does not deserve to be in the main event of WrestleMania, go watch this. Go watch this. This is just amazing, brilliant mic work and working the crowd and taking any heat that she had and turning it up to... 11
0: well it's Toledo it's pretty easy to do that in Toledo ouch uh you know sorry Toledo if Come you guys on. live there Ohio Valley wrestling respect so for what it's <laughs> worth uh, I agree I think Charlotte is the best thing going on in the women's division in the WWE has been since she debuted has been since she was in NXT period hard stop Um, she, there's the reason that until Ronda showed up she was by far the top paid female athlete in the WWE and she is just showing here her versatility uh to go from one end of the spectrum to the other and I absolutely loved this this makes me I god I'm gonna say it and people are not gonna like it this makes me want to see her instead of Becky but I think the, the, the juxtaposition of the two of them yes. at the same time what is it I said it earlier I hinted at it earlier. Austin and Corporate Rock. It feels like the same dynamic. You know what? Uh, and and I, I'm, 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 I'm. I hope they pull this off because it could be pretty magical. Twenty plus years beyond that.
1: I don't think it's apples to apples it's definitely apples to oranges but damn it they're both fruit you find in a fruit bowl and I can I can say that I could I could <laughs> see the similarities that you're talking about yes. and it, it goes all throughout history sometimes you know some people are just better when they're in the orbit of somebody else right miz and daniel bryan have had like a bunch of great moments together over their history going back uh hogan and and, and macho man you know what i mean like um or even Jake the Snake and Macho Man. Like, I'm, thinking about, I'm trying to think back like who made each other better any time they were in a program together. Like, you, they, you always think of them being in a program together. I'm not talking about John Cena or Randy Orton because that's the opposite of what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but Charlotte and Becky dynamically work so well together. Not only do they put on amazing matches together, but they bring out the best in each other dynamically from the audience because they feel very different to the crowd. Becky being the scrappy underdog who's fighting for everything, and Charlotte being the person with a silver spoon who's just so damn good, you can't ignore the fact that she really is that good, but damn it, she seems like she's getting everything handed to her, but it, she kind of deserves it because she's really that good, and it's just really annoying because you really want to hate her because, God, she, she sucks, but she's really good. It's awesome. I
0: love the that. Anomaly, and the anomaly here is Ronda Rousey. Yes. And she almost feels like she's in the way. Becoming a third wheel. But she's yes.
1: but she's not but she's going to bring in the the main market people, the 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 casuals if you will, the the people that don't watch wrestling normally that might be aware of it or MMA and they're aware of Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's in the main event of WrestleMania against these two other women. Let me check that out. It's this will bring you in. So you can yep. put this amazing dynamic of Charlotte and Becky in with Ronda and have this wonderful little pie of gloriousness in the main events of WrestleMania. That being said, has anyone else ever whatted the audience? The audience started chanting, "You suck!" at Charlotte, and she started going, "What, what, what?" Back to them, so sarcastically. Oh, the the moment where she stopped told the one guy in the audience to shut up. She's getting through the ropes and hops back in for more. This was—I was on the edge of my seat for this whole thing. I loved yeah. it. I, was, I think
0: I've watched this twice. It, it was fantastic. It was it was arguably one of the better promos of the modern era. Uh, just this whole thing, if you when you tie everything that's going on around it with Ronda Becky, the McMahons, this new era stuff, and her really taking this to the next level.
1: She said she was going to buy Becky a front row ticket so she could watch her fight Ronda Rousey. Love ah! it, love it, good stuff. Um, I, I again. I will say this again. If you're listening to this and you can't stand Charlotte right now and you think that her being added to this feud is the worst thing ever, deep breaths, just wait. I think this is going to work out and you're going to like this. And if not, it'll just be Becky and Rhonda, and it'll be great as well. I, I It's all good stuff. It really is.
0: Get some um, popcorn, grab a drink, enjoy the ride yep. for the next couple of months because it's going to be a lot of fun. And coming yes. out of Mania on that Raw and SmackDown that first week in April is going to be pretty special. Let's just see where they're going with this. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: Uh, The other big story about SmackDown, it's going to be an easy SmackDown today because the entire second hour was a gauntlet match to determine uh, who was going to come in last at the Elimination Chamber. All of the Elimination Chamber uh, contestants had to participate, including someone who was added to the match because Mustafa Ali is injured. He can't, he can't fight in the match, and he's super bummed about it. Out in the snow, cutting a promo with his bum eye. Uh, so they just, they said one of the members of New Day is going. They're going. New Day has to choose one of you guys will be in this match, and he's going to come out and open this gauntlet match against Daniel Bryan. And New Day all come out and they tease who is it going to be, and ultimately it's Kofi Kingston,
0: which makes sense. Surprised? I was very surprised that well, this wasn't Biggie or or Xavier.
1: The second that I, he was coming in for Mustafa Ali and they said New Day, I was like, oh, they're going to do Kofi because he's going to be the same style as Mustafa Ali. And they've been probably working on this match for a while. Yeah. So they're going to just plug him into the Mustafa Ali spots. You know what I mean? So that, it, I get it it. it. it made sense to me. But what was surprising to me, he opens this match against Daniel Bryan. And they had a 20-minute barn burner, by the way. If that had just been a pay-per-view match between the two of them, I would have said it was one of the better ones of the last year. It was fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, it They was. had an amazing match. But Kofi won. Kofi beat Daniel Bryan. And the whole audience, that's when they all sat up and went, what, 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 what? So didn't I? <laughs> uh,
0: I was like, uh, okay, wh- that's what? that's significant.
1: Yeah, that was. I was like, okay, cool. And then Jeff Hardy came out. And Kofi beat Jeff Hardy. I mean, he's he's starting to get worn down, but he beat Jeff Hardy. And then Samoa Joe came out. And the, even, the, even the announcers went, oh, well, mm, oh, well, here we go. And Kofi is just wrecked. He's been through hell already. Daniel Bryan beat the crap out of him. He beat the crap out of Daniel Bryan. He and Jeff got really high-flying and physical. And then out comes Samoa Joe and just starts working him. Just starts beating the crap out of him. He had 20-minute matches with all three of these guys. Absurd. 15 to 20-minute matches with all three of these guys, Kofi did. And he looked great. Samoa Joe, like, you know, just basically tried to murder him, and Kofi ends up sneaking out a win on freaking Samoa Joe. For sneaking out a win, Kofi beats three guys straight, three top guys straight. One, two, three. Clean. And then out comes AJ Styles. Now, by the way, Samoa Joe did lock on uh, the he put him to sleep outside the ring uh, after the match. Uh, and and uh, AJ came down to break up the Coquina Clutch and chased off Samoa Joe and then basically was like, Kofi, you don't have to do this. Like, I'm AJ Styles. I'm a good guy. You don't have to fight me. You've been through enough already, bro. Just call it a day. It's all good. And Kofi fired up. He fired up and started pushing AJ and going, No, nah, man, I've waited 11 years for this. Fight me. And that crowd was already giving him a standing ovation just at this point. Just at this point, they were giving him a standing ovation.
0: This match, so I'm in a hotel room this week watching the shows, and this match, I was laying in bed watching it here in the hotel room, and this match, I was standing at the foot of the bed three feet from the TV just glued to this because this is the kind of stuff that I want to see. I love gauntlet matches like this and love seeing guys make big runs. You know, Seth Rollins last year with his 62-minute whatever it was gauntlet run just oh those are these kinds of matches are such treasures to to the the annals of of wrestling lore well
1: and i'm used to gauntlet matches being like half an hour affairs where you go through a guy every five minutes you don't really see a lot of offense and guys eat finishers so quickly these epic gauntlet matches they've been putting on 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 as you said raw and now smackdown i could get used to this oh yeah this is oh, yeah. this is great stuff. I love, and this is another like like you said, the one with Seth Rollins' huge run on Monday Night Raw was fan freaking tastic. One of the best episodes of Raw last year. This is this was top to bottom a great match. I even loved the, how kind of quick and brutal the finish was, where you know you you think Kofi might have a chance, might have a chance, um, but no, he ends up tapping out to AJ. Like he's just so beaten up. AJ finally gets him in the. Uh, uh, the leg lock, the calf crusher, excuse me, and finally submits to AJ after all he's done. Audience gives him a standing ovation on the way out. AJ's looking forlorn in the ring as this broken Kofi gets helped to the, <laughs> the bag. And then all of a sudden, out, literally out of nowhere, <laughs> they had that camera tight on AJ. Out of nowhere, <laughs> Randy Orton comes in, RKO, one, two, three. Randy Orton wins the match. Uh, probably the shortest showing in a gauntlet match ever. So Randy Orton will be entering the, the uh, elimination, elimination chamber last, which is fine with me. Yeah. Um, but God, this is, yeah, the story here was all about Kofi. And now here's the question. So we know that at Survivor Series a couple of years ago, Roman was out with the mumps, I believe, and or something. He was out for some reason. It was an injury. And they put Dolph Ziggler in. And they made Dolph Ziggler do the Roman Reigns plan. Right. Right. But then, of course, they didn't do anything with Dolph Ziggler because that push was initially supposed to go to Roman Reigns and not Dolph. Right. So it was kind of like, hey, yeah, Dolph did it. Great. Back to the mid card, sir. Um, and
0: that ended up being, if I remember right, that ended up being the story was about Triple H and Kurt Angle at the end of that. Was that that same year?
1: No, it was the year before that. Oh, okay. So the, the weird thing is here, I wonder if this was supposed to be Mustafa Ali's
0: Oh, I see where you're going in
1: this gauntlet match. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to plug Kofi into what they had planned for Mustafa Ali on Sunday, and we'll keep an eye on that uh, because that could be huge for Kofi. But did Mustafa Ali just miss out on an absolutely star-making night? Probably. Because if so, that's freaking tragic.
0: Yeah. That's tragic. He's he's at home kicking himself. It has to be
1: poor guy and it's just it's just accumulated injuries from what i hear it's just minor concussion just he's just banged up so that's got to be brutal for him who knows if this will ever come around again they've been big on him the last few weeks but you know the tides can turn so quickly
0: anything uh to to read into this with daniel bryan going out first
1: um i actually that to me that more solidifies he's keeping it at elimination chamber because they they made him look a little bit weak here and he needs to come out looking dominant um, I did want to point out that Eric Rowan. Uh, we're doing the Eric Rowan shirt watch every week. This week it was Corp a fantastic metal band, nice. like a folk metal band. Saw them live one time. That was good stuff. Uh, Eric Rowan now sartorially impressing me every week. I got to say. Uh, but yeah, no, Daniel Bryan. I don't know. Maybe I. Th- I think it makes it means that he's going to win the Elimination Chamber. That's that's what I took away from it. Okay. Uh, they didn't want to look. At, I, they didn't want him a looking too dominant here and b i don't think they wanted to put him in here for too much time although he did do 20 freaking minutes right uh they didn't want to have him to do too much he's got to do a lot on sunday that's
0: more kofi i mean can you imagine if that had been ali and we had gotten that 20 minute match out of daniel Bryan and ali just just just, jesus yeah i mean i'm I'm not mad at kofi versus daniel Bryan, but i just oh god i was so i
1: I just love i can only
0: imagine what that would have been if it was ali and Bryan.
1: True, but at the same time, like I love the fact we were just reminded how good Kofi Kingston is because remember he was so insanely over back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Like he was so over. He was like the number two baby face in the company. He was huge, and it just never seemed to pay off. He's had every title in the company except for the the main titles. You know what I mean? Like he is a first round Hall of Famer. The dude is legit. Um, so it's just it was cool to be reminded of that. Like, and he can work a match. He can work a baby face in a match. Good lord, he was great here in all three of these little matches that he had. All three and a half. AJ considered like a half match, right? But good stuff. Uh, also we had on not like we had on Raw. We had the women's Elimination Chamber number one entrant match to figure out who was gonna whoever got pinned was going in first. Naomi and Carmella versus the Iconics versus Sonya and Mandy. B- Mandy. Um. So now how does the finish where Naomi pins Mandy and then the Iconics come in and they, the Iconics didn't do anything all match and they came in and kind of jumped everyone at the end. So Naomi finally pins Mandy, but the Iconics jump everybody. Does that mean anything? Do you think we've got, okay, so two things here, Sonya and Mandy in first against Sasha and Bailey. Does that mean anything to you? Does that, does, is that just like a, is that an easy pass for Sasha and Bailey? Do you think?
0: i don't it's it's one of two things it's an easy pass or it's going to be that crazy upset where sasha and bailey go out to sonia and mandy because they've got other plans here
1: yep and then it's just anybody's game because no one has yeah. any who of the other five teams would possibly win this right it's, it's a coin flip at that point well i i have my thoughts but we'll get well, to me that. too me too we, we, <laughs> we'll get to that it's a five-sided coin toss five-sided dice um so, but my question is: the Iconics running in and running everybody down at the end. Did that did, do you think that actually you are on? You're nodding at me. Y'all can't see this, but Nick is giving me the big like, uh huh, uh huh. So we're actually going to stop this right now, Nick, and save this for our picks. I think we're both on the same page here. Yep. As far as the indication this match would give us. Well, for hey, let's talk day. about
0: the last thing that happened on SmackDown. And we can get to those picks. Let's do it. So we had a we had a segment with Shane McMahon and the Miz, Mick Miz. Coming out with their their new Smackdown live tag championships. Yes, where we had not Miz TV, but Mick Miz TV, right?
1: (laughs) I roll fun. Hi, cute. They were they were smiling about it. They knew it was goofy. Uh,
0: It was was fun. This this is just a matter of time. I mean, again, the next two months are going to be interesting to see where this goes, but uh, this isn't going to last. This does not have any steam behind it. I, I don't know what's going on here. It It's kind of fun right now, but the novelty is going to wear off over the next month. And and I just I, I they better recognize when that is and not run it too long and pull the trigger on whatever the actual end game is here because it's going to start grading a little bit.
1: All I know is that this segment had every reason to suck and it did not suck. Yeah. It was actually very fun, partially because the Usos are entertaining and partially because the Miz and Shane are entertaining. And it's really crazy to watch Miz work face. And it's crazy how charismatic he, like he turns on the charm and it's just like, that guy's fun. You know, it's, it's crazy to watch him do it. Um, but it's also to watch the dynamics between all these guys in this segment. We're talking about how on Monday Night Raw, the Finn Balor-Becky thing was the most real feeling. Well, this definitely felt like a bit and they were doing a bit, but it all felt so natural how they were talking to each other and where the insults came You know what I mean? Like where um, where Miz with like they were joking about, well, you guys aren't really a good tag team together. The Usos, we're twins. We know each other in and out. We'll prove it to you. Hey, hey, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? And Shane and Miz do the same thing back. But like, you know, Miz will whisper the answer into Shane's ear, mocking the Usos. And it was funny. Um, But at one point, Miz goes, oh, yeah, my favorite food's quiche because, you know, it's Maurice. She's a fresh Canadian thing, maybe. And the Usos go, yeah, man, that's right. You bring up, Maurice. I see how it is. And Miz goes, okay, what about Mandy Rose? And things start getting tense, right? <laughs> they start getting tense. And just the whole thing, it felt so organic, the way that it all happened. And the way that the Usos got more serious about it, the way that Shane and Miz got more serious about it, the way that little like jibes turned into, like, hey, man, be careful with that. And that's not cool. And it ended up with the Usos super kicking Shane and Miz to the floor and leaving. Um... It was all fun. It all was light and entertaining, and it wasn't too serious, but it also wasn't too dumb. So, and that's are what, you that's enjoying? All I ask.
0: Well, are you enjoying Miz as a as a face? Is that a is that a sort of welcome change to you?
1: I hate to say it, dude. I know you're kind of bored by this whole thing. I'm I'm still in on this. This is still entertaining to me. It's fluffy. I am entertaining it the way that I, I. It's entertaining to me the way that like cotton candy is entertained is is delicious. I can't eat too much of it. It would make me sick, but it's a little bit here and there. I'm like, eh, this is fun. Cool. you know. So it's it's still working on that metric for me. I agree with you. I don't think they can run it too long. Yeah, I think that at a certain point it will become grating, and they're going to have to move to Miz versus Shane at some point, or Miz is going to have to turn his attention to Daniel Bryan or whatever their plan is here. Um, well, they'll have to do that at some point.
0: But, I don't know. Uh, I, I, right now, everything is for me is still pointing that the master plan is to have Miz uh and Daniel Bryan for the WWE championship. I just I don't I don't know that they can continue to recycle AJ and Daniel Bryan over and over and over again. Yeah. And I, we've got to see this begin to manifest itself with a Shane turn or something along those lines probably in the next 2 to 3 weeks.
1: I hate to say it, but right now I mean it's really hard to turn that ship in WrestleMania yeah. season. You know what I mean? Like you 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 set sail and they're going to start promoting these matches early. Um, so I, I'm thinking we're getting Shane and Miz running all the way to WrestleMania, whether that's a match against each other or for the tag belts. I don't know. But this feels like it's going to run all the way to WrestleMania for me. Uh-oh. The way things go. That's it for SmackDown and Raw, which means it's time to give our Elimination Chamber pickups. Luckily, this will be easy because we've got two enormous matches on the show. It's not as long as like the Rumble or SummerSlam or WrestleMania. There's only one, two, three, four, seven matches. That, that we, we know about. That we right. They might throw some last minute ones our way for the pre-show, but uh, let's run down the matches that we know we have here, Nick. Yes. Let's make our pick. And some of these are going to be uh, some going to be tough to pick. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a tough show. But uh, off the bat, Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa for the cruiserweight championship on surprise, surprise, the pre-show. Uh, who do you have taking this one?
0: Uh, is Tazawa really going to be the one, is he really going to be the one after the, the, the gauntlet that buddy Murphy has run over the last six months or so? No, no, no. Buddy Murphy's retaining here. And, and it, the funny thing about this is we could go, we've said this many times, who's going to be the one that unseats Murphy? We thought it might've been a Tommy there for a little bit, but he's gone. So I, who's going to be the guy now?
1: Hot take Umberto Carrillo. Ooh,
0: I like that. I really like that.
1: Um, he's still away from me. He's still doing the program with uh, Jack Gallagher and um, I, I don't and and Drew Gulak. So I don't know if that's coming anytime soon. But I don't think it's going to be Tazawa either. He no. just, I mean, Murphy just beat Tazawa at Royal Rumble along with Hideo Itami and Kalisto. So this would make very little sense for Tazawa to beat him here. Um, if they and and also I always say that they don't they don't like to change titles on the pre show. Not say that they won't. Nakamura Rusev making me look like a fool. But uh, they, I don't see it here either. So I'm also picking Buddy Murphy. Uh, right. Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush for the Intercontinental title. Who do you have here? This is a tough one.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one because I, I think that they could run this Lashley-Balor program all the way to Mania in order to bring the demon out at Mania uh, and, and put him over there. I don't I, something in my head was telling me they're going to put it on Balor so that they can move on from the Lashley feud. But I think at this point, Lashley and Rush are, are kind of a hit. They're doing well. And I don't think they're going to move on from them. And I think they're going to keep running this. So I, I think Lashley retains here um, mm-hmm. just to stoke that fire to get so, us to mania or at least to fast lane for before anything changes. So totally
1: going against what you said last week. Yeah. Right. Where, where I was saying they bring the demon out at, at WrestleMania and Finn doesn't get it
0: here. Finn does not get it here. I think the demon's coming out at Mania.
1: Okay. Uh, who do you think uh, puts the pin on him?
0: Lashley or Rush? Oh, it's got to be Lashley. Oh, okay. All right. Got to be. Uh,
1: Lashley, it is for you then, sir. I, I, this is a tough one for me um, because I started to second guess myself about this. I, I want to say there might be something weird that happens here. I also looked down the uh, the list of, of matches here, and I don't see a lot of titles changing hands, you know. And this is one that I could see changing hands just because Leo Rush is involved, and Finn could pin Leo to keep Lashley looking strong. But as you said, Finn did make the pin on Raw, so that definitely affects me uh, making this decision here. Um, it could even be something where like, Lashley pins Leo Rush or something. Or it could be something crazy where Leo Rush pins Finn Balor and Leo Rush becomes the Intercontinental Championship. The Intercontinental Champion. That could be something weird like that. Um, but I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to play it safe, Nick. And I'm going to agree with you. Bobby Lashley retains the Intercontinental Championship.
0: A week, a week ago, I would have said Finn Balor was taking it. Man Finn. Man Finn was taking it here. Um, and then they would swap it another maybe one time or the demon would come out to defend it, but does the demon defend or does the demon attack
1: demon attacks? And I, I can't, I, that's yeah. the only thing I can think, you know, I, I, I've, uh, I, I, mean, I, just I'm looking really, at I it really want logically. It, it, want it, to it almost has to be,
0: It all. I, I last, as of last week, I was thinking Balor, but after watching the shows this week and what all went down in that six man kerfuffle yeah. and and Balor getting the pen, I, I, I think they're pausing a little bit and going to keep Lashley around for a little bit more. Yeah,
1: I, I think so too. I just, I, Oh, i want to pick man finn i do i want to pick man finn I, and, if, and if he does end up winning it i'm gonna kick myself so hard that i'm playing it safe and going for lashley braun Strowman versus baron corbin in a no dq match this kind of Where'd came this out of come nowhere from? i don't know they just announced it at some time in the middle of the week that this is happening okay uh yeah braun Strowman, baron corbin no
0: dq who do you have here uh it's got to be braun stroman yeah it'd be stroman huh yeah, and keep him, keep I mean, well, no DQ. I mean, you could certainly hit him with the steps and use weapons and all that kind of stuff. And they've shown that you can take Braun down with implements. Yep. So I, I, I don't know. I it, to me, it's got to be it's got to be Strowman here.
1: Mm-hmm. that's got to be corbin for me because i think as you said it's a no dq match drew mcintyre's out there floating around with nothing to do yeah i, ha- I have to imagine that somewhere along the way stroman's going to get screwed over as a way to be beaten down on his way to wrestlemania and finally getting over there so yeah,
0: you've talked me into it but i'll stick with Strowman uh, yeah, just, to be, I, just to be just to be different
1: i wanted to wait until you were locked in to make to, to give my explanation for why i was picking corbin here
0: yeah that sounds uh, a lot better than mine
1: Plus, uh, plus, I just know how much that audience hates Corbin right now. They hate him so much, and they're going to be so angry when he wins. It's going to be hilarious. The Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Usos for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. Who do you have here?
0: This is, um, do we even, I, uh, we're we going to operate as if this match is still going to go on, regardless of what happens with, with Jimmy, right? Oh, it's still, still going on, yeah. Okay. He's, out of, he's out of jail. He posted jail. Um, the, the anomalies here are, are silly. You know, we need the Miz and Shane McMahon for something to happen. Does, is this the thing that triggers it, uh, where they begin to fall, or they drop the belts, or maybe they weren't as good as they thought they were? They're not, maybe not. They're not the best in the world. They get struck down, and Shane gets pissed off. And oh, you told me we were the best, and I, in my head, I am going crazy because at some point, that's got to happen. Yes, um, I I think this is a good time to do it mm. so that you can begin to build that program. But with the things that went on with Jimmy, I don't know if they're going to do that now. So, I, it's been do. a while since the Usos I think I'm going to pick the Usos
1: alright the Usos it is for you I'm going with McMiz I think they're going to wait a little bit longer let them have the titles a little bit longer before breaking them down they have one more pay-per-view to go for Wrestlemania where they can they can get that working so um, I, I think that they'll leave it on McMiz for now not because of the Usos thing I think a lot of people will be looking at that as saying it's punishment for the whole thing I don't think it's I think it's the storyline that uh, Shane and Miz keep, keep it a little bit longer um And actually look good against a legit team. They've beaten the bar straight up. Can they beat the Uso straight up and actually look like a good team? Because then when they break up, it'll be that much more tragic. It's like, oh, they could have been so good. But something just happened. Yep. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. Do we even need to talk about this, Nick?
0: Yes. Okay. Nick's going to this is Nick's crazy pick for this pay-per-view. Shut the hell up. Don't you do it.
1: Don't you do it. Ruby Ryan is
0: gonna win by DQ because Becky Lynch is gonna come out and attack Ronda. Champions advantage Uh, keeps the belt, but Ruby keeps uh, Ruby gets the victory, spikes the Becky Ronda feud back into orbit. Wow, that's really really good,
1: actually. Call me WWE. Wow. Well, if they use that, we'll know they listen. Uh, Sure. Yeah. um all right i i'm I'm trying to get this in our notes uh in time here because that's a lot of information to get and i was not expecting that at all um you could run away with this pickums just on this alone because that is a flyer but it's also really within the realm of possibility really within the realm of possibility that that could happen um They could absolutely run some sort of angle where Charlotte and Becky get involved in this match somehow, and it certainly would make it more interesting. And And
0: is there a a trade that happens between Raw and SmackDown in order to get Ruby over to go after Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship after this? That's where my head's at. I think Ruby is, we've been saying it about Ember Moon and Ruby Riot all throughout 2018. It was just biting time. I think this match is going to be the thing that sets her off, but they're going to use it as a way to relaunch the Becky and Ronda stuff, but what they're also doing on the side is getting Ruby up into that upper mid card. Uh, so you're singles. saying
1: you're saying Ruby wins by DQ, but Ronda retains. Correct. I'm saying Cam- Ronda Champions wins. Champions advantage. I'm actually going to piggyback on you here. Say Ronda's going to win by DQ, uh, and Charlotte will interfere. Just
0: to be. Oh, uh, okay. Completely crazy. But wouldn't if Charlotte interfered to attack Ronda, wouldn't Ruby win the match?
1: No, because it, it's advantage to Ruby. Ronda would win if if Charlotte attacks. If Ronda gets hit, Ronda wins.
0: Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah.
1: So, uh, moving on the men's elimination chamber: Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, and Jeff Hardy. Winner is the WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Yep. This is another one. I I agree. I don't see them taking off of him here especially not to any of these guys right now. It wouldn't make a heck of a lot of sense. Um, I think that he needs a signature retention, and I think this is a great way to give it to him. Sure. Women's Elimination Chamber for the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And by the way, when they go out there and say, these are the first WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, and you go, "But, but the 80s, I'm here to tell you, that was the WWF. That's where they're calling it the first time WWE <laughs> Women's Championships. Uh, Bailey and Sasha, the iconics. Naomi Carmella, Riot Squad, Tamina, Naya, and Mandy and Sonia. I think you and I are on the same page here, dude. Do you think there will be an upset here? And if so, why is it the iconics?
0: So, do we know for sure that Bailey, after the match this week, that Bailey and Sasha are going to come out first? Or yes. okay. are,
1: That was what the match was for. They are coming out first.
0: Uh, all right, I'll just say it. I think the iconics are going to be the inaugural. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions.
1: Damn it! I'm so mad at you because that was going to be my hot take. And now I can't, <laughs> I can't use my hot take.
0: There was part of me that wanted to go Naya Tamina. That's too obvious. Uh, which is exactly why they might do it. But I think the right thing here to do, it would be so awesome to have the petulant, bratty Iconics running around his shitty little heels yep. with the, the first ever Women's Tag Team Championships. And I let's, think it will be awesome.
1: Let's be clear. They and the Riot Squad are the only real tag teams in this match. Everyone else's singles competitors being put together. Yep. Let's be clear about this. So if you want to have the first team that has the belts, either look. It, I agree with you. It's either it's either Bailey and Sasha or the Iconics. Bailey and Sasha because of history, four horsewomen, blah blah blah. Iconics and they and they have to give Bailey and Sasha something to be in the history books. But the Iconics are a freaking tag team. They are a women's tag team. That's what they were brought up as. Initially, yes, they were singles wrestlers back in NXT. They have been a tag team for most of their later NXT run and their entire main roster run. I can absolutely see them being an upset victory here in this match. And um, frankly, if this match goes on first on the show, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what they... I th- it's, it might main event because if it's, uh, it's historical, but if it main events, I think it's going to go to Bailey and Sasha. If it opens the show, it's going to go to the Iconics. I don't think. I'll even
0: would- I'll even throw a 0.5 in there for you, so that we can pick. Um, just as a bonus, no negatives. Um, I'm going to say Peyton Royce pins Carmella. Wow,
1: <laughs> you're you're getting real specific. Yep. Uh. Okay. I got to tell you, if it's down to Carmella and Naomi and the Iconics, I think the writing's on the wall. To be honest with you. But yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Bailey and Sasha, just to be different than you. Uh, which, it, again, it pisses me off because I I totally think the Iconics would sneak this in. But uh, maybe WWE will be boring and giving it give it to Bailey and Sasha, and I'll pick up the win <laughs> by by being boring. Probably, probably. We'll see. Well, that's Elimination Chamber. It's coming up on Sunday. Join us in our Facebook discussion group to discuss it because it's going to be a lot of fun. As it's going on, we always have a good time with our pals on Facebook, all of our our listeners who love to discuss the goings-ons, and we can all bitch about Charlotte being in the main event of WrestleMania together. It'll be great.
0: Well, hey, before we get out of here, guys, we got some new patrons this week. Just wanted to thank all of our patrons, including the new ones, uh, Ryan, Kimberly, and Jacob. Thank you very much, for your patronage, and for getting your questions in this week. We have some li- listener questions to get through. Um, they were long. <laughs> Ian, do we want to break out some individual questions from Yeah, I'll from break down these? some questions
1: in these. We're going to break down the okay. break, break of the questions out of these um, because there are some really great questions, actually. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, for submitting. If you want to submit your listener questions well, uh, questions to the show, just go to patreon.com forward slash BWO. Sign up for our $5 tier, and you can get in and ask questions for every one of our shows. That's four to five times a month for just five bucks, the cost of a Big Mac. And it helps us keep the show going and putting out the quality content that you deserve. Uh, we also have some other tiers on there. You get some cool stuff as well, like bonus episodes, swag, et cetera, et cetera. But let's get on with these questions right here. Cause we do, as you said, we have a lot to talk about. We have some, some great stuff that, uh, our fans gave us this week. So why don't you kick it off there, Nick?
0: So first one comes in from rule. Sheeran's, uh, this week's raw must've been the dumbest episode I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> Were you not watching in December? Well said. Uh, not only did they drop a bucket of ice cold water over the Becky versus Ronda match, they made Becky look like an idiot when they had her struggle with this obvious decision for the whole episode. Mm. On top of that, they completely depowered Triple H and Stephanie, and they had Triple H go from heel to face to heel to face in the course of two minutes of conversation. So now he's a powerless heel on Raw and the face GM on NXT, I guess. The segment with Vince at the end was just embarrassing. What is going on Agreed. here? It's like we get new writers every episode and they didn't watch the previous one. Welcome to the new WWE. It's worse than the old one. I wish I was a fly in the room when the AEW guys watched this episode <laughs> of Raw. Well said. What did you guys think? What do you guys think is going on in the back? Are writers getting fired and is the old millionaire, billionaire, panicking?
1: Oh, the, the, all the writers are going to AEW. You heard it here first. Yeah, they're, everyone's they're all going, going to- in. Vince is going to A.W. That's is why they the- had those
0: job postings for, uh, for content Becky creators Lynch. and writers.
1: Becky Lynch to AEW. You heard it here first. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, I, I, I think we explained this earlier, but I actually think that this has been the plan for a while. I, I, don't, I, I agree with the, with the fact that the Becky Lynch apology and having that be the crux of the whole episode um, was, not, I, I, th- I think it was a little bit too much. It was not necessary. Uh, It it definitely muddied the waters with Triple H and Stephanie's characters a bit. Um, More Triple H and Stephanie. Stephanie stayed pretty consistent, but agreed. Vince was not good at the end. He didn't help build this any, and they could have gotten to this more elegantly. That being said, I'm not mad with the concept that they're pitching here, that, that they're throwing at us here, the whole... Becky's getting screwed and and Charlotte's getting you know put in in her place. That's tried and true. The execution is just a little bit off um so no i I actually don't think this is as bad as as rule does here. um there are aspects that were not good, but overall, I think this has been a lot more engaging and it's better booking than a lot of the stuff we've seen over the last few months
0: this is This is the best thing that's happened, not this specific thing, but this this arc that they've been on. For the last six to eight months, is the best thing to happen to women's wrestling, maybe ever. No, well, um, I don't know about that. But you, come on, okay, all right, all come right. On, Captain, stick Captain, with me, Captain In Hyper the WWE, Le- all right, okay. we're not we're not talking about Asuka and Suzuki. So, um, no, I think this is this is what this needed because it was if you're just going to continue to recycle Becky Lynch and Asuka or Becky Lynch and Ronda or Becky Lynch and Charlotte again, it's this is what it needed to involve kind of the corporate thing. One, I mean, corporate rock and Stone Cold and the McMahons was a staple, staple thing of the Attitude Era, and I, I really believe the more I think and talk about it um, and process all of the, what's going on over the last few weeks, they're really going down this path. But and they also
1: I, have to draw delineations between that and this, though, and I think that they're doing that. They are, and, and, I think and, that, very, yeah. and
0: very well, but it's, like you called out earlier, it's Vince is kind of fumbling the football a little bit here yeah. and needs to knock it off.
1: From a but strictly from a performance standpoint, you know, and yeah. it's, as this is all a little bit overbooked, like we said. So, um, yeah, I don't think this is as bad as rule does. Um, I don't think that Triple H look, felt depowered. I felt like he was vacillating a little bit in his character. And it made me wonder like what exactly he's going for. Cause he definitely, definitely had power. His whole thing was speak softly and carry a big stick. I hold your WrestleMania match in my hand. You can apologize to me or you can not go to WrestleMania. That's, not depowered. That's very powered. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, the the way Vince presented Charlotte at the end could have been done in a more dr- dramatic fashion where it didn't feel awkward. He definitely brought an awkwardness to that where yeah. it should have felt utterly just like gut punch devastating. And it still did, but not entirely for the right reasons. And I don't, I don't agree that it, it put cold water on this feud. I think that it pu- it put it into a different lane but I think ultimately this is gonna fire things up quite a bit. Absolutely. So I, I think this I think this is a wait and see thing. Like, hold on, hold on. Let's not say this is dead yet. We've still got a long way to go to WrestleMania and a lot of things to throw in there. Um so I yeah, wait and see. As we said, put it earlier into the
0: decanter, let it breathe. Let's let's <laughs> you know, just sit back and enjoy the ride because this is actually some really good stuff that is developing.
1: I, I think so too. I think so too I don't I don't think this has killed Becky and Ronda at all. Um, I I think that it will make Becky and Rhonda even hotter in the future because of Becky and Charlotte, which is a fantastic feud as well. So,
0: yeah, new patron alert, new patron alert. Jacob has uh, thank you for for becoming a a new patron. Thank you again for your coverage live from the Royal Rumble and hope you are enjoying that care package. Uh, Jacob asked with the revival winning the tag belts, do you think the raw tag division will improve or are we in for more of the same miss booking? Um, also what do you think or want the revival to feud with? Ooh, well, I think we answered that
1: AOP. I want, I oh, want yes. Re- revival AOP at WrestleMania. Give me that build up AOP over the next couple of months. Give me revival AOP. Boom. Said done. Uh, do I think it will improve the raw tag division? It ain't going to hurt it. No. Um, I, I think it's step in the right direction. Uh, it's going to it's going to be so he to speculate on, the, on whether or not it will be the same kind of misbooking is tough because right now they are making strides in the right direction. the The part of the problem with the misbooking was that they could only ever really have one or two top teams at a time, and right now it seems like that is revival and Gable and Rude. And I think Gable and Root need to step outside of the picture and give us one or two other tag teams that we have on Raw and let them show up and and show out. Whether that's Lucha House Party finally not looking like jokes. Uh, whether that's AOP finally looking like monsters. You know, whether that's B-Team realizing their potential. Heavy machinery. Um, wherever heavy machinery lands, you know, what, I, Jesus Christ, Revival versus Heavy Machinery would be a, would be a monster match as well. So... Could they continue to miss book it? Absolutely. This, this could be a one off, and then we go back to the same old, same old, of you know one dominant team and everyone else is a bunch of jokes, uh, which is my biggest beef. That has been my biggest beef is everyone's a joke except for the top two teams. You can't do that. Everyone has to be a contender. Go watch NXT this week if you want to see a great idea of how to keep tag teams looking like a bunch of monsters. You've got five tag teams all tussling at the same time, and they all look like they're good. They all look like
0: they're the real deal. Yeah, and at any given time, any of them could be tag team and, champions, and, and you
1: could plug them into a, a title pick, a title shot, any one of them on any yep. given night, and it would be you'd believe it. So that's what they have to do with RAW. I don't know if they'll do that, but it looks like for the foreseeable future, they'll make the revival look good at, at, at least. So
0: right, that's good. New patron alert! New patron alert! Hey. Oh, Ryan Nurenberg, thank you very much for becoming a new patron. And thank you very much for getting your questions in today. Uh, we broke your, your post down a little bit into some, some key questions here. So, Ian, do you think it's possible for Andrade to pop up in the U.S. title picture, snag the title from our truth at Fastlane? Or any other SmackDown, and end up in Rey Mysterio versus Andrade U.S. title match with Almas retaining at Mania.
1: Oh,
0: oh, oh I'm sorry. That just felt really good thinking about
1: that. Um, uh. Do I think that it's possible? Yes. Do I think it should happen? Yeah. That's a that's a freaking fantastic idea. That sounds great. <laughs> Give me that. Our uh, truth. I don't. I don't think is anything else but a a, a placeholder champion it's just based on how they've booked him over all the years could he drop it to somebody like could he drop it to Rey Mysterio and then you have almost going over at Wrestlemania and winning the belt yeah could it be that way around could almost put Rey over for one last time at Wrestlemania sure just give me more almost Ray. that's really all I care about and if it's for the title even better it's just a matter of if they recognize how hot that is and how to keep that going because they they seemed like they did and then they got distracted with the elimination chamber so we'll see what happens going forward but that's a Mm, that's mm, that's delicious. That's some
0: that's some good fantasy booking right there. I like I'm, I'm, I am like, a fan.
1: That's some good fantasy booking. Uh, I he also if,
0: asked. Uh, do you think that Becky Lynch will get involved in the Rousey Riot match? I feel like we went over that a, quite a bit in our in our pickums. Yeah, you uh,
1: went you you went and pulled that out there. Yeah. It looks like he did. He thought of that too. Uh, yeah. yeah, you said you said yes, didn't you, Nick? You said that I did. you did. You think she will? I think it makes sense for her too. Otherwise, that match is going to be a little bit dull.
0: I, it, yeah, well, I hate to say that about either of those women, but I, I think it'll be—it's a great match between the oh, two of them. I'm looking uh, at the question
1: here. I, I see he mentioned that he's a Hoosier. He's—he's he's also from Indiana, just like Ruby Riot. Huh. Ah, yeah, it's like just like one of our hosts, JBC, also from Indiana. If, if,
0: if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know what a big fan of Ruby Riot in NXT I was, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they end up doing with her ultimately on the main roster. So uh, I, I really think this is a great way to get her going. And keep the belt on Rousey, and have Becky come out and look like that defiant, you know, Becky three sixteen that we want her to be,
1: or, or or whatever it's going to be, the Becky straight fire. However, they're right. going to sell it. Sure. But, sure. but yes, I agree. I I've also been a big fan of Ruby for a while. If you listen to the show, you know that we're huge fans of Ruby Riot around here. <laughs> yep. Um, and us because of her talents, and 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 Judith Brooke because she's from Indiana, also as well. So uh, yes, Ruby Riot uh, is fantastic. I think that Becky should get involved, or Charlotte should get involved, or someone should get involved just to keep Ruby looking somewhat strong. Um, although Ruby and R- Ronda, I believe, have had a match before, and Ruby looks pretty good in it. So oh yeah, we'll see. But I just, I agree. I think there's needs to be something in this match besides just Ruby versus Ronda, and that's it. So otherwise, it'll just, it'll be a little bit, a little bit blah.
0: Yeah. Uh, does the Demon show up Sunday to secure the Intercontinental title, or do they bury Manfin under Lashley's wake, or is it time for Balor to go heal? Whoa.
1: He, whoa. Oh, <laughs> swerved me at the end there. Uh, does the Demon show up Sunday? No. We're getting no. we're getting Manfin.
0: Not, not for elimination. He what didn't show it? up for Rumble. He's not showing it up no, for, is, a, for a B show. You can't show
1: up for Brock Lesnar, but you show up for Bobby Lashley? No. <laughs> what is that you smell, Nick? What is that you smell? Man, Finn, Man, Finn. Um, Is it time for Balor to go heel? I wanted to get to this. (laughs) Was it time for Balor to go heel? I would love to see heel Balor in the WWE. Um, He was—I mean, he's the reason Bullet Club exists. Was heel Balor? And if—if you haven't seen his New Japan stuff, he is a fantastic shithead, cocky heel. He really is fantastic. But. There is a scarcity in the WWE of really good top level white meat baby faces. And right now, Finn is the whitest of white meat underdog baby faces. And him well, and have, Seth are about it, right? That's a, I mean, kind of, yeah. Yeah, as far as like just the the whitest of white meat, you know, AJ's like, like, got pull, AJ's, pulled
0: chicken breast cheek meat right yeah. off of their face. AJ <laughs> <Age, Age, laughs> Jesus, AJ's got that kind of
1: mean streak. Let that going visual on. sink in, guys. You know, Kofi, I would say with like with his performance this week, and then um, Mustafa Ali, I'd say we're also be, would would fall into that category right now. But again, there's not a lot of them, and so they've got to keep the ones that they have. So no, I don't see Finn going heel. Anytime soon, there'd have to be some sort of double turn where you get one of the heels going face to, to counteract it. Yeah, um, you know, even Braun, I wouldn't call him a white meat baby face. He's a monster. He does what he yeah. wants, and so oh, it's definitely it's a not. very different, very different thing there altogether. Yep. So no, I do not think it's time for Finn to go heel. As much as I would love to see heel Finn uh, in the WWE, I don't think we're getting it anytime soon. No.
0: New patron alert! But, New patron alert! What? We had another one. Oh Kimberly Marshall. People really want to see you put that Nia Shrine up, dude. I, I, I know, and I'm terrified because <laughs> I, I doubted it because uh, we didn't get any new ones after we announced <laughs> that, and I was just like, it ain't going oh, to happen. A, oh, God, three a, of them in a day. What? It's a slow burn, baby. It's a slow burn. Yes, Kimberly Marshall, happen. welcome uh, yes. to the B-Dubbers. Welcome, and thank you, everyone, for your questions this week. This is awesome. Yes. I love these, these are great questions. Yeah. Um, she, Kimberly asked, what the hell happened on Raw? <laughs> are they trying to get Becky more over and additionally, since we're we've been seeing SmackDown talent on Raw, do you think one of the Raw ladies will go over to face Asuka for her belt? Uh, yes. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, what the hell happened on Raw? I, I I think we've beat that horse to death. Uh, it, but it's going to be very interesting they, to well, see. Well, let's address this. Hold on. Okay.
1: Do you think they're trying to get Becky more over with this?
0: Oh, a hundred percent.
1: Yes, me too. I think this is. There, there, there's never. There's never a point at which you can't try to stoke the fire more. You this, can't. This is try to lobbing make even the
0: softball hotter. up for Becky to hit it out of the park with a Stone Cold driving the beer truck down the yeah. ramp kind of moment Smack that's really is, just gonna cement her as well. Slap that it armor
1: on Vince McMahon. What is she care out at this point? She's out of yep. WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like
0: Nothing to lose.
1: Nothing to lose. That's exactly where Stone Cold was when he took off. And I hate I gotta stop right now because I hate the constant comparisons we're making between Becky and Stone Cold. At some point, we have to accept that Becky is her own thing uh, and that she's going to follow her own path. And this storyline is going to follow its own path as well. That being said, as we said earlier in the show, I don't think that it's totally, you know, it's, it's not uh, it, it's not apples to apples. It's apples to oranges. It's still in the same fruit bowl. Yep. And even Stone Cold has tweeted out like he sees the similarities as well. It's not out of the realm of logic to say that, but to put every move they make with her character against the history of Stone Cold, I think, is reductive, and it's going to make us disappointed when it doesn't go that way. Because I thought it was going to go like I wanted to be like this. Well, no, let's just let's see what they're doing with it.
0: That's not what I wanted them to do. So it's a wrestling.
1: <laughs> but uh but no, in all seriousness, like I, I think that they're they're trying some new stuff here with Becky and they're trying to find a new way to get at this, but it's also very much with the with the taste, with the flavor, compito poquito sabor of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, so are they trying to get Becky more over? Yeah, because they're they're absolutely looking at how the Stone Cold build was where he got pretty hot and then he got really hot. And these kept getting hotter and hotter. Every time he did something insane to screw over the authority figures, he got more, he, he, people went crazier for him. When he, when he rode into the ring and, and jumped over the cops and attacked McMahon, M- M- Vince McMahon and got taken away in handcuffs, and he comes back with a beer truck, he fills McMahon's new co- Camaro with, uh, with cement, attacks him in the hospital, and, and hits him over the face with a, with a, with a bedpan. And sodomizes him with a whatever the heck that thing was, you know. I mean, like that's. I'll take it from here, nurse. That's what I'm saying. Like it's every one of those just built the legend of Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? So this yep. is they're they're tr- like, and he was hot. You can always be hotter. Becky's hot. You can always be hotter. Yes. And this is just going to feed into that babyface underdog man. That's so gross. They made her apologize. They made her apologize, and she did. She apologized. That's going to make her so mad.
0: And then they still took it away from her.
1: Yep. Oh man, the sympathy. Get ready
0: ready for nuclear. That's
1: absolutely them trying to get sympathy for her. I don't think it was the right way to do it, but it's absolutely that was what that's what I think they were going for.
0: So I hinted at this. uh, So so thank you for that one, Kimberly. I want to address the second one now. Um, Since we've been seeing SmackDown talent on Raw, do you think we're going to see the inverse with one of the Raw ladies going over to face Oscar for her belt? That's what I was alluding to for Ruby Riot after the Ronda match. I think they might do a trade of some sort to get. Uh, either Ronda over there, or they somehow line them up. I, mean, Ruby, I don't know. Ruby what, over
1: there, Ruby, over Ruby
0: there. over there on SmackDown to face uh, Asuka. That breaks
1: That's, up. That breaks up the Riot Squad. I think. I think it's already
0: be, broken up. I think they might have already what? pulled the trigger on that. I have not seen any indication of that whatsoever. Well, I, I mean, not acting it out, was. but I mean, Ruby's going to go do single stuff, and the girls are go- uh, the other two are going to go do tag stuff now.
1: Yeah, I, I could see Alexa Bliss. Maybe I could see uh, sure. Kim- Kimberly mentions Natalia uh apparently natalia said something about it on twitter i could i just don't think natalia and oscar is an exciting match i don't no. think that i don't think that's a, a big match and i also don't in any way think natalia is ready for Asuka. i don't know who is at this point i don't know who the hell is ready for oscar because they've built her back up to be the monster oscar again they've built her to be monster she just beat becky lynch freaking clean at royal rumble that's your that's your number one girl over on smackdown her or charlotte you know what I mean? I mean,
0: yeah. What, what's Natty gonna do?
1: The only reason, <laughs> the only reason you'd have Charlotte versus Oscar is for Oscar to redeem herself and get that win back. You know what I mean? That'd be the only reason. Otherwise, keep her the hell away from Charlotte. But she's got to beat everybody else. Yep. Who else is there? I don't know. This this is a tough one for me. And if there's a reason why she's been off TV, because they obviously don't know what they're doing either. They don't know what they're doing. Who does Oscar go against now? We have no idea. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. She's really, really scary. And everyone else is... They're in tag teams right now, so no one can really go after her. I don't know.
0: Naomi? I just remember when, when Asuka was NXT Women's Champion, there was Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, and Ember Moon all circling all yep. at the same time. We had some killer, killer matches. I think that chemistry between those two could be reignited and that's kind of why I'm leaning in on that one a little bit
1: the only one I'm looking at is Naomi and that is because they have history Um, there's a story to tell there where they were friends earlier this year and they could do the whole friends becoming not friends thing I think that the whole Mandy angle is winding down unless they want to strap the rocket to Mandy there's Mandy versus Oscar that I I see a little bit less but number one I'm seeing is Naomi be honest with you
0: hmm interesting and uh, Naomi's
1: Naomi's, she know you know that she can be in a big match at WrestleMania. They love Naomi, so
0: yeah, hey, that's true. There you go, thank you, Kimberly, for the question. And last but certainly not least, our staple fan listener of the show, always here with a good question every single week, Mister Will James. The thank you Will for your James. questions. Uh, do you think John Cena is done for the year through WrestleMania? I would have thought his return was a Mania build, but so far it seems like a ratings boost for the Dark Ages. <laughs> Uh, yes to everything you just said, unfortunately. What, uh, what, uh, oh, done, done for the year is what you're saying. Uh, I, yeah, I, there's no room on, in, at Mania for John Cena this year.
1: I, I'm going to respond to the Will James completely differently. I think okay. John Cena will be inserted in WrestleMania at some point. Whether he's the host, whether he has another showcase match like the, the, the awful thing with Undertaker or whatever it is, he, he will be there in some form. I have a feeling he's still around. He'll promote something. They'll sure. they'll they'll bring him back for an appearance.
0: Oh, that I don't I don't I don't doubt at all. If he's the host or the MC or so, I, I don't think he's going to have a match at oh, okay. WrestleMania this year. There's no room on the card. Agreed.
1: I will he be back before WrestleMania? That I don't know because he's got another kids show coming out on Nickelodeon. He's got a bunch of stuff he's doing. I don't know if we'll see him that much before WrestleMania unless it's to promote WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see him having an actual match match. Let me actually give myself a caveat. I don't want him to have a match match at WrestleMania, but I wouldn't mind seeing him at WrestleMania. Sure. So,
0: Well, guys, thank you very much to all of our patrons and especially the ones that send us great questions like these every single week. Please continue to contribute to the show. We love having these kind of roundtable discussions based on your questions. If you'd like to get yours in, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for our $5 tier or higher if you want to get some bonus episodes and swag and things like that, but you got to be at that $5 tier in order to get your questions in every single week. Thank you very much, guys. Oh, Ian, but we're not done. Oh, what? We gotta head over and talk about our other news in our lightning round. Lightning round, beep, okay. Beep, 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 quick, beep, beep, quick, quick news.
1: Beep. Quick news. Then you got you gotta go drink some wine and have some dinner with your lovely lady. Yes. Uh, other news. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, 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 Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor seventeenth anniversary shows coming up. Uh, one of the first matches announced is Rush. One of the creators of Los Ingobernables versus Bandito, who what? you and I have seen here. That's gonna be an absolute insane match. That's gonna be total baller. <laughs> I, I one match for that seventieth anniversary show, and I'm totally in. Okay, yep. that's great. Speaking of awesome matches coming up that I want to see, if you watch NXT this week, we didn't have a chance to get to it because timing. But the uh, Cassius Ono said goodbye to NXT. He said, "I'm done. I'm out. I'm gone." Well, he's ending up in NXT UK because in two weeks he's facing Walter.
0: Poor guy. That's
1: that's gonna be so painful to watch. That's Somebody's gonna, gonna die in that match. I don't know if someone's gonna die, but like someone in the audience might die watching it. Like just. By being too close to those slaps, <laughs> yeah, like just the impacts going to rupture someone's it's, eardrums. It's
0: like stare, looking into an eclipse without I mean, glasses.
1: I wonder if Cassius will go topless for that match, just or or if he'll uh, if he'll keep the shirt on. I just hope he puts pants on. Uh, <laughs> the priorities. Uh, El Tejano is, in another, is another guy in a lawsuit against El Rey and Lucha Underground. Obviously, already we know that Ivelisse and Joey Ryan and King Cuerno, a.k.a. Hijo de Fantasma, they're all in a lawsuit alleging that there are some bad practices going on uh, with the contracts at Lucha Underground. They're being too restrictive. They're not able to work anywhere else. So they're all trying to get out of those contracts. So El Tejano is another guy who's been added to those lawsuits. Another uh, news, Jonah Rock, ACH, Elliot Sexton and Trevor Lee have all signed with NXT. I've nice. uh, seen seen most of those guys on the Indies and they're all fantastic. Jonah Rock in particular, I watched him have a Baller match with um uh uh who who was it? It was it was uh wasn't um, Nick Matan- Aldis, was it? No, it was Matanza Cueto. Um, oh, okay. And uh it was it was fantastic. So he's he's a big prospect. I can't wait to see him uh uh, Jeff Cobb, why am I, Why did my brain just fart there? <laughs> I, all I could think about was that he smelled good. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Corey Graves had a meltdown on Twitter this week. I, I, I don't know if you saw this, Nick, but Corey Graves, I don't know if he was drunk, but he lost his damn mind on Twitter this week and started going off on everybody from David Bixenspan to just random fans on Twitter, uh, just, just burning everybody down. Uh, he, and he was even defending... Um, some of the bullying that used to go on at the at the performance center too. Some of the Bill DeMott bullying, saying that, you know, some people just couldn't handle it. It was it was crazy. So I don't know if there'll be any repercussions from that, but it was a dark time for Corey Graves on Twitter. All right. Uh, there's this. a delete
0: button on Twitter for a reason, Corey. You can get rid of that stuff. I
1: haven't checked to see if he got rid of it yet. But, uh, yeah, the, I, if not, maybe I'll post it up in the, in the Facebook discussion group. Although, I don't really want to dwell on it because some of it's some pretty negative stuff.
0: Don't, don't um, drink and tweet, kids.
1: But some of, it, some of it's pretty, I, I will admit, pretty damn funny. Finally, Phoenix, uh, who recently signed with AEW, is, was mildly injured recently. Had a, he thought he had a stinger in his neck, and he went to the hospital. Could have been really bad. Apparently, it was just he tweaked something, taking a move, uh, doing one of his high-flying moves that he does. But apparently he's okay because he'll be back tonight at Lucha Vavoom in downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> so apparently Phoenix is fine. But it was a scary moment there because apparently he was a. Uh, as he said it, 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 he said his arms, his legs were on fire, according oh to him. So oh boy, that uh, was a little scary. But stay, stay well, Phoenix. You're a good dude. I don't want to see you get injured.
0: No kidding. So, we'll use we'll use him as the bumper for this show.
1: Yeah, use him as the bumper. that's a good kid.
0: Well, guys, that's our show, uh, and there's our picks for Elimination Chamber. We hope you guys will come and join us for the live chat, but to do so, you got to be on Facebook in the Busted Wide Open discussion group. That way, you can get entry into the live chat during Elimination Chamber on Sunday. You can also find us on Twitter at BWO Podcast, YouTube at YouTube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open, and... If you like this show and love what we want to do, we love our patrons. And if you want to see Nick build a Nia Shrine on his wall, but you, you got to head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of our awesome reward tiers. Uh, you can check those out there at patreon.com slash BWO. But I'm Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I'm and Dangerous. You can find me on
1: Twitter at and Dangerous. But by God, would somebody stop the damn match?